It's a historic day, but for all the wrong reasons. Donald Trump became the first American president to ever be indicted on criminal charges. This guy keeps making the record books and not in good ways for historical scholars. We're going to talk about that as well as what's going on with the trans movement. What's happening with the trans day of violence talk, uh, trans genocide. I believe that perhaps words are being used inappropriately here and we might be creating a problem that doesn't exist. So we're going to talk about that and a little bit about TikTok. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. Glad that you showed up for this final day, this lovely Friday. I hope that you're having a great one. But let's face it, the headlines just as we ended Thursday were absolutely explosive. The grand jury has decided to indict Donald Trump. He's been charged with, according to Drudge, Matt Drudge says it's 34 counts. Other news sources says it's more than 30 counts of business fraud. We're hearing now that they might have a gag order on Donald Trump. That's going to be talked about today on the show, because what does that mean for a sitting presidential candidate? former president. Now, this is the first ex-president ever charged with a crime. There is no precedence whatsoever for this action. This comes from a DA's office that normally gets everything down to a misdemeanor. Now, people are saying that those charges have been moved up to a felony. This is uh, interesting. New York Police Department, they decided that they were going to tell everybody on the police department today that they need to show up in uniform. Because they don't know what's going to happen now that Alvin Bragg has decided this grand jury is going to follow through. Now, this whole conversation started to uh, simmer a bit as the week dragged on last week. We got into this week and people were speculating whether or not this entire case had just fallen off a cliff. Uh, some people began putting a letter from Stormy Daniels on Twitter, and people were using that as proof saying, look, Stormy even says nothing happened. But they were conveniently ignoring the fact that Stormy Daniels has also said that she signed those things under great duress under Michael Cohen after taking the money. And so people that have been sharing that, that's not necessarily going to be good evidence in that moment. Uh, that's not going to probably hold up to the scrutiny of a jury. So now Donald Trump should be able to be uh, trialed by a jury of his peers. I'm going to ask America a quick question here. Is it possible for a former ex-president to get a unbiased jury at this point? Is it possible for Donald Trump to be able to have a fair trial to these 34 counts or however many are going to stick that they will finally bring against him once those charges are pressed? I believe he'll say that he's not guilty. I believe that we'll get a jury trial. 
is a fair trial available to somebody that is such a public figure, to somebody that has such a loud voice in many ways, uh, both literally and figuratively? I don't believe it is. I believe that when you look at what's about to happen, how can you have a fair trial? Donald Trump has been tried by the courts of public opinion now for the last decade. You can go back to when Barack Obama was president. He has been under trial for his comments for a long time. It is one of two camps in Donald Trump. There is no middle ground. You either love Donald Trump or you hate Donald Trump. How can you make sure that you get an unbiased and impartial fair jury? I do not envy whatsoever those lawyers that are going to have to make that decision in order to get a fair trial. This is all happening while there are other separate criminal investigations on Donald Trump. I thought, and you heard me say this on the show last week, that of all the charges, this was the weakest of all the charges. And come to find out there's 34 of them that are being uh, launched in his direction just from this court case. In Georgia, I have told my listeners, I believe there's a much stronger case saying that he tried to subvert the election results in Georgia. Uh, there's a prosecutor in Atlanta that's wrapping that up. Um, I believe that you're going to hear of an indictment on that case. If this one went to an indictment, next one in Georgia definitely is going to do the exact same thing. Uh, there is enough evidence of election interference in Georgia by phone calls to at least lead to a trial. Now, there's also other cases. Um, I believe it was Jack Smith was probing whether there was a lawful transfer of power after the 2020 election and whether Trump illegally had uh, retained classified documents and obstructed the government's efforts to get them back. That's all starting to go through as well. And then we heard earlier that there was a civil lawsuit about the billions of dollars that he said he was worth and he leveraged that in order to get deals. And now they were going back and saying, well, nope, not actually worth billions, that that was a lie. And it was just a way to be able to get more money on forms. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get here, but we are. We're here. And Tuesday, when he goes in, it's going to be, I'd say, pandemonium. But what's going on in the United States during all of this? Well, we, we've been really adding some, uh, we're, we're adding fuel to the flames, so to speak. A few weeks ago, we started bringing in the fencing around the courthouse just in case. Donald Trump started to go to Truth Social and tell everybody he would be arrested on Tuesday. Well, he was wrong by two Tuesdays because he'll be arrested likely next Tuesday. This is all happening amid this other storyline that's playing out in the United States about a trans day of vengeance, a trans day of vengeance. Now, there are many people that are going to say, well, we may have um, vengeance for Trump in New York City. I don't see that happening. If you listen to my show, I also told everybody, I believe that what you're going to see is Antifa and some other people show up and try to fool people into thinking it's Trump supporters, try to put this as a nail into his coffin of a political part. This is all very troubling because we also have a transgender activist group 
that has labeled this Trans Day of Vengeance rally outside the U.S. Supreme Court tomorrow on Saturday, April Fool's Day. This is just days after the mass shooter, Audrey Hale, killed six people. And she did this in a Nashville school. And somebody said to me, you know, you said she, they preferred he, him. The the preference of he, him went out the window when you killed three nine-year-olds. I'm going to refer to whatever you were biologically. Um, I'm not playing any games with this one anymore. And if uh, I'm somebody who is going to be labeled as a transphobe for that, uh, you're protecting a mass shooter, somebody who was as sick as you could possibly in the head. And I'm a PG rated show, so I can't say some of the words that I want to say. But I want to ask these transgender activist groups, much like I would ask people that were going to go up to New York City to protest Donald Trump being indicted and getting arrested. What do you hope to accomplish in all of this right now? Look, this is really just bad ops. Number one, if right after three nine-year-olds were killed, a school headmaster and two people that worked at the school by somebody who was trans and said that they wanted to basically take this vengeance because of what they felt was trans genocide that was going on in their manifesto. And they let everybody know that they were going to do this. They actually had plans for other places. It sounded like what type of activist group immediately says, all right, let's plan a trans day of vengeance. What the hell are you thinking? Like to name a protest, Immediately after people get killed by a trans person, don't you think that 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 label is inciting violence when people hear it? I mean, there's this whole part of manifestation of what we put out into the world oftentimes becomes the reality. And if you're going to put hate out into the world in a hateful way, hate is what we get. If you're going to say it's a trans day of vengeance, well, what does that exactly mean? Is it a trans day of unity? Because that sounds like a much better name than a trans day of violence. If if you want unity, I mean, that, that sounds kind of on brand. Sounds a lot better. But why are they encouraging violence? Now, they've put a statement up on their website. The people that are hosting this saying that they do not encourage violence and it is not welcome at this event. Of course not. You know where it's being welcomed at? It's being welcomed to incite violence elsewhere. The t-shirts that are being worn by people that are being sold with Trans Day of Vengeance and having uh, ARs put onto the t-shirts with them. Yeah, that, that's a major problem. Now, what is causing all of this? How did we get here? Well, it's the same thing with, you know, I think Donald Trump in some ways. When you hear stories like these where they kind of uh, get everybody all riled up and people show up, they don't know why exactly they're there until you're in over your head. Here's what you need to know about Donald Trump and all connected over to this trans day of vengeance. Donald Trump has been indicted on crimes that there are people that have listened to them and said it is of a reasonable assumption that this person should stand trial for these crimes. It does not mean that he's guilty. It means that there was enough evidence presented that there is a case. Why are you going to go protest that? Let the legal system play out at this point. Anybody with half a brain knows that this sounds more political than of guilt. And if it is of guilt, let the legal system play out. There's no need to go protest. Now, the trans people 
the trans activists, they're getting together because there are people that have been making uh, statements like a, a CPAC speaker called for the eradication of transgenderism. And somehow people took that as the elimination of transgender people. So much so that I now have uh, students that are telling me that they are experiencing a final stage of genocide. I've been talking about this on the show where they worry that somebody is about to kill them. And so as a result, there are people that are advocating kill the ones that want to kill you before you kill, uh, they kill you. <laughs> wow, that's like a definition of insanity if I've ever heard of it. Last time I checked, the call to take transgenderism, all right, uh, eradication of transgenderism, what does that actually mean? Is that calling for a genocide of transgender people? Well, if you speak to the activist on the one side, then they say, yes, it does call for the eradication of trans people from public life. I don't believe that that's what was being called. I believe that there's a lot other layers to this conversation. And I need to speak with somebody in the trans community to have a good conversation about this. So I'm inviting you on to my show, help educate me in where I may be wrong on this, but be willing to listen to this point that I'd like to make. All right. The point that I want to make is this. If transgenderism is all about recognizing that a person born as a biological male could be a female and a person born as a uh, biological female can be a male, like literally be, not feel like, literally be. That's a conversation of science, facts, and ignorance. It's a huge conversation in, in those three areas. We can go a step further that I can understand it's also a conversation of religion. And on the flip side of the break, I'm going to attack that straight in. We're going to go right on to that conversation of why I believe that the transgender uh, activists calling for a day of vengeance aligned with people like the Daily Wires, Michael Knowles, and Matt Walsh uh, were headed with two bulls into a fight where no one's going to win. And it's because no one's actually listening to the language of what's being heard or being said. So no one's listening to the language being said, therefore they can't be heard. Got my words right there. All right, let's get straight to the break uh, and I'll be right back. Make sure you're visiting our sponsors. Go to www.americaoutloud.com. Great products there for you to choose from, as well as awesome talent on the network. You can even listen to the America Out Loud talk radio where you can find your favorite shows. You can download it onto your apps store, whether it's an Android device or an iPhone device. And you can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast networks, search out America Out Loud or on the uh, iTunes store. You can even find this one, America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. All right, we'll be right back after the break, everyone. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, 
one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. The wellness company shares your values and fights for medical freedom. They put patients before profits and follow medical science, not political science like doctors on the left. Their chief medical board, which includes Dr. Peter McCullough, are the makers of the incredible American-made, high-quality spike formula. If you worry about spike proteins, go to twc.health and use promo code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount. Once again, that's twc.health, promo code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Bold American, second half of the show. We're getting into this uh, whole concept of this trans day of violence and what Michael Knowles said at CPAC, where he called for the eradication of transgenderism. Uh, and then he later had to walk this back and say he was not calling for the elimination of transgender people. Uh during his speech, Michael stated, for the good of society, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, the whole preposterous ideology at every level. Okay, let's talk here about these words. Let's talk about whether or not this constitutes somebody looking for genocide, elimination of trans people, or was this poorly worded and interpreted uh, by those that receive the message. Okay. First, let's talk about feelings. I think feelings are very important to this conversation because if you are going through something in your life, say um, you know somebody who recently was diagnosed with cancer, and somebody uh, walks in and goes, you know what? I'm sure people that get cancer, they deserve it. Hmm. I'm pretty sure the person that has cancer didn't do anything to deserve the state of cancer that they have, right? If someone says, well, it's their karma in their life, I'm sure paying them back. I'm sure that that would hurt some feelings. That's not necessarily um, a truthful statement. Just as I'm pretty sure that when Michael Knowles makes the statement and so many others, when they make a statement about how uh, transgenderism is a stain uh, upon modern society right now, if you are a person who is identifying in the trans community, I can also see why that would be a hurtful statement. That would be a statement that would uh, be completely uh, unnerving. Now, I can also understand if somebody is trans and they're being told, well, no, that's not who you are. You're psychologically unwell. You have a mental illness that's telling you this. I can also understand why that might be hurtful. Nobody wants to hear that they have a mental illness when it's how they feel that that is their everyday reality. Calling for the eradication of transgenderism, I believe, is different than 
calling for the elimination of transgendered individuals, calling for the genocide. And I'm very concerned that there's a wing, a fringe group right now that's calling for a genocide uh, or the people think that this is the case and therefore they need to have a trans day of vengeance against the laws or these individuals that are trying to erase them from society. I, I, I have trouble wrapping my, my mind around that. I can understand the compassionate part. I can understand the part that hurts somebody, but I can't understand the genocide part because I don't believe that that statement eradication of transgenderism, if it's not being used by the trans community in an honest way, just as the conversation that Matt Walsh has about what is a woman isn't always used in an honest way when talking about the psychological state of being of a woman or a male. I believe that that gets glossed over, that we don't care about the psychological well-being, which then tells me that there is part of this that is psychological in and of itself. Let's continue on. So what is transgenderism that has people upset? Well, quite honestly, uh, I don't sit there and I've, you've heard me say this on the show before. I don't believe that young people, the age of four, five, six, need to be subjected subvertly to transgenderism. The young children, that's not an age group that that needs to be put in front of faces. In fact, no sexuality needs to be put in front of those children's faces that is really just a pervasive in their face. That's not necessary. Sure, there will be just regular things like, hey, my child's walking by and a couple's kissing. It doesn't matter what they are. Uh, homosexual, heterosexual, that, that's fine. That's not pervasive. That's just people expressing their emotions and their feelings. That's between two consenting adult individuals that we have in the walk by. That's completely different than this subversive culture. The subversive culture that I believe when people say eradicating transgenderism right now is this call that everybody has to accept it. It's this call that says that you are a bigot, you are a trans phobe, uh, that you are a lesser human being for not accepting it. So why don't we talk about why people may not accept it? Why don't we get straight into the conversation of theology? Why don't we get into the conversation of what many people were raised on at the very beginning? Now, for as long as I've been alive, there's been political and theological debates all around LGBTQ issues. There's been questions about same-sex relationships when it comes to lesbians or gay or bisexual people. We've made huge strides on people loving who they love in my lifetime. Churches have made huge strides in that. Other people uh, in church world take a stand that the Bible requires people of faith to oppose the existence of those individuals or to oppose the humanity of transgender people. I don't believe that that's necessarily a true statement. I've studied theology for a number of years. 
went to Catholic schooling for a long period of time, worked in youth ministry for a long period of time. I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, all people were created in God's image and likeness. Now, within that statement, you could make a case. That's right. They were created in God's image and likeness. And as a result, God doesn't make mistakes if you're a religious person that's going through this. But I can also understand how that religious person might be against gender-affirming care that calls for the changing of sexual organs because you're created in God's image and likeness, male and female. If you have the genitals of one of those, I can understand somebody saying that, no, I don't believe. I believe it's a mutilation. Now, that's ignoring part of God's creation that is born with both parts. That is a reality in society, and that gets addressed in a different way. Uh, that oftentimes just gets a free pass. People don't want to talk about that. We often talk about uh, a person can be male because they have one part of a gender. Uh, they are female because of the other part of their anatomy. But if somebody is truly feeling a certain way, all right, it doesn't really bother me, quite honestly. If somebody wants to be called whatever they want to be called, that's fine. That doesn't change my reality. But I'll tell you what does bother me. What bothers me is when you find it necessary to walk up to an eight-year-old and to try to tell the eight-year-old, you can be whatever you want to be. Let the eight-year-old be. Do not create a psychological state in a young child that's not necessary. If that's what eradicating transgenderism is, I'm all for it. I'm all for eradicating that. I don't want harm to any individual that identifies differently in their expression of how they feel, whether you feel that that's a psychological condition or a uh, legit condition of that's truly what they are, uh, whether you believe that that is a psychological body dysmorphia or you feel that, nope, that is a state of being, doesn't bother me, just don't bring that around my world of my own children as they develop. Allow my children to make those decisions for themselves in a healthy way. And then I can support you in a healthy way as well. I think that more people fall where I fall on this issue than not. But somehow there's this conversation around people like J.K. Rowling the J.K. Rowling is completely against trans people. When meanwhile, I just see J.K. Rowling advocating that a woman is a woman. And people are still taking her to task about her going with biological sex. It would be different if J.K. Rowling was coming out and saying, I hate trans people. That's not what J.K. Rowling saying. She's saying, I love people so much that I just want to make sure that people aren't making poor decisions based upon what could be gender dysphoria. She's always stated she has 100% compassion for these people. I identify likely more as J.K. Rowling than not in many of her statements. I'm just being blunt and honest about that. When we have sports, 
where biological men are competing against biological women in a woman's sport. Meanwhile, we have the fight for Title IX for women to have their rights to sports. <laughs> that their basis of sex in the activities that they were allowed in, they couldn't be discriminated against. But now, in a sense, they are being discriminated against. If there's an eradication call for making sure that Title IX still a possibility for, for women, biological women, I don't know, perhaps sign me up for that. We've got to separate biology from feelings and psychology. We've got to be able to label things without hurting people's feelings about their state. I don't want anyone taking their life because they're not comfortable in the skin that they were born in. I want people to get care. I want people to get the care that is necessary to be well. I don't know that I agree with societies giving in to every whim of feelings at this point. And that's not something that's just about the trans community. But as you can probably hear in this conversation, I'm probably conflicted in a lot of ways. That's me being honest and open with you, the listener. Perhaps you feel the same way that I feel. I'd love to have a conversation with somebody that can help me see where I need to grow in this. I'd like to have a conversation where I can ask the questions that they're like, hey, you know what? I think you're ignorant on this. Well, let me ask the question and tell me why it's that way. And tell me why it's that way, not with just tell me that's just how it is, but help me understand why it is that way in my view. I think that's what I'd like to learn. But I can tell you this. If the trans community goes through a trans day of vengeance down in D.C. tomorrow, this is not going to help the average person understand transgenderism. That will only call for more eradication. And because of manifestation, you keep telling people that there's a genocide, eventually it may manifest. And that's something you got to be very careful about. You got to be careful about what we put out into the world. You know, Trump saying, I'm going to get arrested next Tuesday. Well, two Tuesdays later, Trump's getting arrested. It's finally happening. This all comes full circle. I hope that as I'm having this conversation, you can hear that I'm trying to do it with love. I'm not trying to be a judgmental person in any way, shape, or form. I'm trying to understand it. I really, I really am. It's, it's a, it's an area I, I truly struggle with and I understand both sides, but I have trouble with it in immense ways. There's one more thing that I'm having trouble with right now. I'm having trouble with this TikTok uh, bill and everything that I'm reading now about it. I'm starting to get concerned that the TikTok bill is going to be the Patriot Act 3.0. I say 3.0 because a lot of people forgot that the Patriot Act was actually re-upped and they put more things into it. I'm going to cover TikTok a little bit more in the, in the future on a future show, but I'm going to kind of summarize a few things for you today. If you want to listen to a person who's already put some good thought into it, listen to my good friend, Chris Michaels. 
uh, last call with Chris Michaels podcast. There's a whole show on TikTok and the restrict act. And I, I highly recommend because he has some better thought out parts than I do. And that's why I'm only spending a few minutes on this, but the things that I wanted to highlight things that I wanted to highlight were in this restrict act, the government could access the data on all of your video devices. If that reaches 1 million people, do you know what type of devices at this point reach 1 million people? How about the, uh, the ring doorbell? How about, uh, is your cell phone a video device? Is your camera service on zoom over 1 million people? Now they also want to make it illegal to use a VPN, a virtual uh, IPN network. They want to make it so illegal. You could face up to 20 years in prison and up to $1 million in fines. Now, why would the government do this? You ask, well, they want to make sure they can see every bit of information coming into your computer, where it's going. See, VPNs became popular back when Metallica was telling people you couldn't listen to their music and stream it through Napster, ripping it through. So people get VPNs so you wouldn't know which computer it was going to. It looked like it was talking to some computer in another country. Well, this would take that ability away. If the uh, IPs start catching you using a VPN, they would report you to the government and the government could put you in prison for it. That is an absolute BS reason to go to jail. The other part of this uh, whole act, if you get a chance, you may want to see that basically they'll be able to monitor everything that you're doing on your computer. They'll monitor your mobile networks, the satellites, the satellite operations, the cable access points, the wireline access points. They'll monitor your gaming applications, listen into your conversations, the payment applications, whether it's Venmo, PayPal, whatever. They will have access to every single piece of information. This doesn't have to do with TikTok. This is a power grab of the United States to continue to take your rights away. And we should know that they want to take our rights away because we just saw that the Democrats voted for the who to have power over our own constitution. They didn't side with the Republicans and Senator Johnson. They voted against them. And now the who is increasingly getting more power unconstitutional authority. We have 60 imbeciles in Congress that failed to vote in a proper way. I'm sorry, in Senate that failed to vote in a proper way to recognize that they took an oath to the constitution. This restrict act also has unlimited hiring power to positions of enforcement and gives unlimited funds with little or no review. And we will not have any access under the freedom of information act. Yeah. You need to call up your congressman call up your senators and tell them if they're going to sign this, that they are bat crap crazy, period. That's all I have for you today. Going into the weekend. I hope that you all have an absolutely wonderful weekend this weekend. The weather is getting nicer out there. Get out, walk, eat healthy, 
hang out with friends, give a phone call to somebody, right? Let's find the good in what's coming up. If you are a Christian, you know, happy Palm Sunday this weekend, getting ready to go in the Holy Week. I hope it's a great celebration. I'll be back on Monday in order to continue that conversation with you on what stories are going on. And we'll cover Donald Trump as he reports to New York or doesn't report to New York. And we'll talk all about what's going on in New York City and around the country. Also, let's just uh, put some good thoughts into the air that it's a peaceful day at that day of vengeance, that those people can see the error of their wording, especially in light of what happened in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we can get to spots where we can actually talk to one another. It's an important skill. As always, you can reach me on Twitter at Real Greg Bolden. Give me a follow. Give me a shout. Got anything you want to talk about? Send me a direct message. They're always open. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.